Hello and welcome to another episode of the Asian Seller Podcast. I'm your host Meghla Bhardwaj and in today's episode we're going to be talking about reviews. Now of course reviews are super super important if you want to sell on Amazon and if you want to rank at all. And to talk about reviews I have with me Colleen from Ecom Engine. Hi Colleen, how are you doing Hello. today? Hey everybody, doing well, thank you. Staying safe, staying indoors, quarantined. <laughs> That's right, living the quarantine life. So yeah. thinking about all of our friends globally right now, so Awesome. So Colleen, very excited to talk about reviews. We haven't really talked about reviews on this podcast previously. And of course, it is so important to have, um, you know, a decent number of reviews on your listings to be ranked on Amazon. So um, before we get into talking about reviews, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how long have you been in the e-commerce industry and what exactly do you do with Ecom Engine? Sure. So I've been in e-commerce for about a dozen years, um, but with Ecom Engine specifically for five years. So I'm a business development manager at Ecom Engine, and I work with both Amazon sellers as well as just a lot of a lot of thought leaders in the industry, just like you. Um, so at Ecom Engine, we have sellers in over a hundred different countries across ten different Amazon marketplaces. So um, so just working with them on a daily basis, you know, making sure that they have the education, the resources, the tools that they need um, is, is our main job. Um, but at Ecom Engine, of course, we do have some software uh, tools. Uh, but me personally is really just making sure that I can provide the marketing value, the education that, and resources that sellers need. So we do a lot of webinars. We have a blog. Um, and I just love learning, uh, you know, what's going on in the market. It's obviously ever-changing. Amazon's exciting. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm also at a lot of conferences. I may have seen, you know, some of you out there um, at the Prosper Show or some other conferences over the years. Um, so, yeah, we need yeah. to bring you to uh, Hong Kong now for Global Sources Summit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Ecom Engine. Um, it's been around for quite a while. I think it was one of maybe the first software tools uh, for, for Amazon, right? Right. So Ecom Engine started in 2007, and we have the very first feedback and review management tool for Amazon sellers. It's called Feedback 5, which many uh, sellers in the industry are very familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have some, several other tools in our suite of products. Uh, we have an inventory management tool for FBA sellers. It's called Restock Pro. We have a pricing tool called Smart Price, and we have a sourcing tool called Market Scout. So there's four different tools in our suite, and uh, yeah, we've been around for about 12 years. And like I said earlier, we have um, our tools support just the Amazon marketplace, but in 10 different you know marketplaces, and we have sellers all over the world. So. Do you also support uh, Amazon India and Amazon Singapore? These two marketplaces. Amazon India, yes. Uh, Australia, you know, all the European uh, marketplaces, Mexico, Canada, um, and of course, .com. So not quite Singapore yet. So. Okay. Yeah. It's a very new and upcoming marketplace. So how are reviews affected in the current environment, you know, with coronavirus and all of the uh, sales and Amazon basically in disarray? Right. That's a good question. Just like really every business, every industry is affected right now. Um, and even sellers, it, it depends. I mean, if, if uh, you know, some sellers are seeing a lot fewer sales, fewer orders, um, that means fewer reviews, fewer opportunities for reviews. Um, you know, feedback is still important for similar reasons because fewer orders means that one single negative feedback can have a bad impact on your order defect rate. 
So if you're not having as many orders, then that percentage of that one negative feedback can really impact your order defect rate. Um, you know, Amazon had that announcement just a couple weeks ago that they were temporarily disabling shipment creation for products other than those in the high demand categories, the essentials, medical supplies, household staples. So of course, sellers that are in those categories might be seeing a big increase in orders. Um, so, you know, I say it depends because it depends on, you know, what you sell as a seller. If you're in one of those high demand categories, you might be doing really well and flourishing. Um, if you're not one of those categories, then things have obviously changed a lot for you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Amazon's announcement about the temporarily disabling the shipment creations is till April 5th, but who knows at this point, everything's changing day to day, week by week. So April 5th, I mean, that, that could be extended. Um, but with that temporary, you know, change, some sellers have switched from FBA to fulfillment by merchant. And now that they're fulfilling their own products, um, they're, they're in charge of their own shipping, packaging, um, you know, that can also uh, really affect their feedback um, if things aren't being shipped on time. So keeping an eye on your feedback. And if you do receive any negative feedback, you know, I'd recommend set up alerts or get notifications. So if you get negative feedback, you can respond quickly. Um, just keeping an eye on your reviews for your products as well to maintain, you know, that they're, they're still getting good reviews or comment publicly in line if you do get negative reviews. Um, you know, everybody's, everybody's very stressed right now and it's an emotional time. So it's hard to say, you know, people also might be very grateful and might be more likely to give those positive reviews right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's stressful too, that, you know, if, if they're not getting the things on time, they're more likely to leave negative feedback. So, um, I think just keeping an eye on your feedback, keeping an eye on your reviews, um, you know, comment and respond. Um, both to the feedback to the buyer as well as in line publicly to the reviews so other potential buyers can see um, what you're saying and protect your brand. Um, you know, just really keeping an eye on things is important. Right, yeah. And I think uh, a lot of the sellers who are doing FBM, um, you know, that's an issue too because, um, of course, all, all logistics is affected by coronavirus. There are lockdowns in cities and, you know, uh, if, if Amazon cannot do deliveries, how can we expect the smaller warehouses to have enough workers and, you know, to have uh, trucks and things like that going, going out for logistics? So, yeah, it's, it's very challenging. I mean, FBM is a good alternative to FBA, but it might not always work efficiently in the current scenario. Right. So, um how exactly do reviews help sellers? I mean, of course, we know that, you know, the, the rankings are, are better, but, you know, um, do you really need to get more reviews if you have a lot already or is a certain number enough or, um, you know, just talk us through a little bit about the importance of reviews and how many do we really need? Sure. So, I mean, reviews are crucial to the success on Amazon. Um, they impact your visibility on Amazon. Um, as well as the ability to advertise. Some of the advertising programs, you have to have a minimum number of reviews or a minimum uh, review score. Um, they also provide social proof. If you put your, yourself in the shoes of a consumer, um, you know, good versus bad reviews, they help you make that purchase decision. So they tell you if you know, a brand is reliable or trustworthy. Um, the more recent reviews also share if your product is still relevant in the market. So, um, you know, some, as far as the quantity goes, some experts say that you need at least 21 reviews to be successful. 
Um, but the formula, I say in air quotes, is having a good quantity of reviews combined with good quality, combined with recency. Um, so if you're continually getting good quality reviews and a good quantity on a regular basis, um, so that you always have some recent reviews, then you're likely to be very successful with that product. Um, you know, there's many sellers that think, oh, I already have over 100 reviews, I don't need to worry about that anymore. But if you haven't had any reviews in six months and your competitor is still getting recent reviews, if a potential buyer is comparing those two products, yours is going to look like it's older. It's not the more modern, the more, you know, up to date mm -hmm. version. Um, so the recent reviews really show that your product is still relevant. So, so yes, it is still important to continue to get reviews on a regular basis. Right. And as consumers, we do read reviews, right? I mean, of course, we look right. at the star rating and everything. And, you know, that's the first thing that, that people look at. But I think if, you, if you're really interested in buying a product, you will go ahead and read the reviews and see what, you know, especially I mean, what I do is I click on the one star reviews and see what kinds of negative things people are saying about the product. <laughs> yeah, what's the absolute worst review? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and Amazon's trained us, you know, they've trained you know, our culture now is, you know, we buy based on reviews um, and hearing what other people have to say about the product. Exactly. So how do low star reviews um, affect rankings? Of course, they affect, you know, social proof and and mm -hmm. uh, and all of that. Like when you see a low star ranking, you really don't want to, uh, you know, buy the product because you think that there's there might be something wrong with it. But in terms of the algorithm, does that have a very significant impact on ranking? Yes, it does. And it, it's not something to panic about if you just get one or two negative reviews, as long as you have a lot of positive, positive reviews as well. Um, the problem comes in is when your negative reviews are starting to outweigh your positive. Um, so making sure that you have at least, you know, uh, you know, a four star review or higher is, is what your, your goal should be. Um, really, if you have a perfect 100%, if you have 100 reviews and they're all five-star reviews, sometimes that can actually look negative from the social proof standpoint yeah. that it seems a little too perfect. Were they incentivizing reviews? It just seems a little shady. Um, so sometimes having a 4.5 or 4.7 is actually good from a social proof standpoint. Yeah. Um, but yes, from the buy box algorithm, you know, just making sure that you have strong feedback and strong reviews um, with at least four stars or higher. Uh, to make sure that, you know, that you're in the, the positive side of that. Um, you know, there's always going to be a competition out there. There's a lot of factors that go into the buy box algorithm, your price, your order defect rate, your product reviews. Um, so, you know, the, the big secret of the algorithm, it, we just know all the factors that go into it. So, um, so I can't say exactly if you move from this point to this point, how dramatic it's going to change you because there's just so many factors that are involved. But making sure that when you do have a negative review that you're responding in line publicly, then at least it lets other buyers know that you are very responsive, that you're a good brand, you stand behind your products. So even if you have a negative review, give them the confidence that they can still order that product and you will stand behind it if something breaks or something happens uh, based on how they've responded. Um, and then similar with your negative feedback, um, you want to make sure that you're responding timely. Um, a lot of times a negative feedback will turn into a positive in the end. Mm -hmm. So if you um, maybe, maybe something didn't arrive on time and you apologize, you explain to the situation, or maybe the packaging, something broke in the packaging. So you just shipped them a new item and they may have been so satisfied that they ended up updating their rating from a two or three star review to a four or five star. 
um, and the negative feedback, you can request for them to update negative feedback. You cannot request for a buyer to update their review. They may choose to do that on their own, but you cannot ask them to change a review. So, Right. And uh, how effective do you think is the early reviewer program for getting reviews? Is that really effective? So, yeah, I mean, like a lot of programs, there's pros and cons. Um, so I've kind of heard mixed reviews. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with the early reviewer program, the requirements are that you have to have less than five reviews on your product. Um, you must have a product that has a price value of at least $9 um, and it must be brand registered. Um, now, it's only $60 per ASIN to be enrolled in the early reviewer program. So I personally would say it's worth giving it a shot. Um, with the early reviewer program, Amazon will ask uh, folks who have purchased the item to write a review and in return, they'll give them like a one or $3 gift card to Amazon. Mm -hmm. So the reviewer does not know that that's what they're getting, but, um, but they will receive that on the back end. Um, it's just you don't know how long it will take to get the five reviews, which is how many reviews that you're supposed to get in the program. And you, you stay in the program for up to a year or until you get five reviews, whichever comes first. Um, you just don't know how long that's going to take to get those five reviews. But I have heard, you know, some people who are launching new products that this has been a great way to really jumpstart or kickstart their reviews. Um, but it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. I've heard mixed reviews. So you know, some of it might be based on the product. I mean, having a good quality product is always, you know, number one. That if you have a good product, you're going to do well regardless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, if you have a yeah. good listing and images and description and right. all of those things, yeah, there's a right. high chance. So there's of a success. lot of factors. So it's hard to say is it the program that didn't work in the situations yeah. that I heard it didn't work so well, or were there other factors? Right. So, but I have heard some some good success stories with it. So again, it's it's about sixty dollars in ASIN, so it's not you know, you know, it, it's a minimal investment for if you're launching a new product to, to try to get those five first five reviews. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So of course, there are so many black hat tactics out there, right, for for getting reviews and manipulating rank uh, rankings and things like that. But uh, let's focus on the white hat, uh, you know, practices over here. So what are some of the TOS compliant effective ways to get reviews nowadays? Yeah, and getting reviews, purchased reviews that are verified can be very challenging. Um, and I would just, again, just like you said, focus on the white hat tactics. Um, it, you can feel the pressure to, to cave in and do some black hat things. But, uh, but if you're not following Amazon Terms of Service, you'll get caught eventually and it's not worth risking your business. Yeah. Um, so there are several Amazon approved programs. One is the early reviewer program, which we just mentioned, which again is great if you're launching a new product. Um, there's also Amazon Vine, which I'll talk about. Um, there's a brand new request a review button in Seller Central. Um, so I'll share a little bit about that as well. Um, but Amazon Vine, there have been a couple changes recently. Um, one is that as of December 2019, um, Amazon Vine used to only be available to vendors. And in December, they quietly rolled it out to all sellers. So sellers can now use Amazon Vine. And um, so this is uh, also great for you know, launching new products, um, but as long as you have less than 30 reviews, your product is eligible. Again, it does have to be brand registered. Um, and the way that this works is there's a, a group of reviewers called Vine Voices that Amazon reaches out to the Vine Voices once, uh, once your product is enrolled in this program. 
and the Vine Voices uh, can receive your product for free and in return for writing a review. And the Vine Voices reviews tend to be more valuable because they're very well versed in writing reviews. Um, they've, you know, they've seen a lot of products, reviewed a lot of products, so they know how to write a really good strong review um, to help you. So, um, so Vine has been a good program um, for, for many, many people out there. Um, the other big change though, just as of two weeks ago, when Amazon um, addressed the pandemic and the disabling the temporary, uh, the shipment creation, they also temporarily paused Amazon Vine. So, um, so I don't have information as to when this will be reopened, but about two weeks ago, it kind of went on a temporary hiatus due to the pandemic. So um, when I have more information, I'll let you know, but it has traditionally been a good program. So um, for vendors, it used to be pretty expensive. It could cost like $2,500 a product, but for sellers, when they opened it up to sellers, um, there was no, there's no cost up front. Um, but as you enroll, there could be some costs. Um, I've heard different things. So, so it's, uh, it's definitely something to look into, but I would say it seems like every program they roll out, brand registry is key. So whether it's early reviewer, Amazon Vine, or some new program that, that Amazon comes up with, um, they want products to be enrolled in brand registry. So if your products are not enrolled in brand registry, I would highly recommend trying to make that happen. So um, yeah, so Vine is a, a great program. It's just on pause right now. And then um, the request a review button is also new. That is in Seller Central. So it can be found on the order details page. So if you go to the order details for your order, there's a little gray button that says request a review and you just click it and Amazon will send a message directly to your buyer for that order. The message includes a review request and a feedback request and an image of the item that was purchased. Um, so this is the safest way to request reviews because the message is going directly from Amazon to your buyer. Mm -hmm. um, so there's uh, been a lot of sellers that have been suspended or restricted for um, things that they've said in their email content using buyer-seller messaging. And the good news is those that have been restricted from buyer-seller messaging, they can still use this request a review button. So, um, so that's good news. And um, Amazon's definitely encouraging sellers to use this button. Um, and again, it's the safest way to request a review. Um, since Amazon's sending the message themselves. You don't have to worry about the content. And, and supposedly Amazon has tested the content too. They've done a lot of A-B testing on their own because they want more reviews. They want it to be a good experience for the customer, for the sellers. So the content that they've prepared, they've already optimized you know, uh, to work well. Right. And the, the message also is automatically translated. So as it is sent to the buyer, the buyer has settings in their Amazon account for what their preferred language is. And this message will automatically be translated in the buyer's preferred language. So that's another benefit as well, that you don't have to worry about professionally translating your emails. Right. So on average, uh, what's the percentage of buyers that actually leave a review? Is it like 10%, 30%, 40%? Yeah, no, unfortunately it's low. <laughs> So, I mean, again, it kind of depends on the product. There's a lot of factors that go involved, get, that are involved. But if, if one out of every 10 emails uh, is getting a review, then you're in a pretty good spot. So, yeah. So, between 5 to 10% um, is okay. what I'd say is what you should expect for feedback and reviews. 
Right. Um, And generally, do you find that people who either really like the product or really hate the product leave reviews? Are are those the kinds of people who, you know, tend to leave reviews? If they think the product is okay, they won't, um, you know, go through the effort of leaving a review? Yes, it's those that are the most passionate. So just like if you go to a restaurant and you just love the service and the food was amazing, you know, you're more likely to leave a review. If you have a really bad experience before you know it, you know, your whole neighborhood knows about it and nobody's going there and you you know, you tell everybody about the bad experience. But if it was just a kind of ho-hum experience at the restaurant, the food was good. It was what you expected. The service was okay. You know, it's nothing to write home about. Yeah. Um, so same thing with reviews on Amazon. We see similar things. It's, you know, people are very passionate and when they are, they'll write reviews, um, good, bad, or indifferent. So. Absolutely. Makes sense. So um, Ecom Engine has this new tool where you actually automate the process of request to review. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? This is a new function that you've launched recently. Is that correct? Sure. Sure. So the request to review button that I mentioned is in Seller Central, but it's a very manual process because you have to go into each order and click the button. And when you have hundreds of orders, that's, that's just a, a very time consuming process. Um, and to keep track of which ones you've requested for, which ones you haven't. Um, so Ecom Engine worked very closely with Amazon um, to create a feature in Feedback 5 that will allow uh, sellers to automate the request a review button. So there's a campaign in Feedback 5 um, that you can choose. You can still use buyer-seller messaging in Feedback 5 too if you choose to use that, but you could choose to use the request a review button campaign where um, all of your messages will be automated using the same system, the same messaging behind the request or review button. Um, so in addition to using the same message that Amazon's using, Feedback 5 allows you to um, time your message. So you know, if you want that message to go out at 8 a.m. every day, or if you want to time it for certain ASINs versus other ASINs, you can also exclude certain orders like refunded orders Um, So you can set up some automation there in terms of the timing and what you want to exclude from requesting a review um, so that you don't have to think about going into Seller Central for each order, evaluating, you know, if that's the type of order that you want to request a review for or not. Um, So, but again, it's, it's a great way to ensure that you are not violating any Amazon policies because it's 100% TOS compliant. Um, You know, it's using the same exact message. Amazon is sending that message directly to your buyer. Um, but this is just in an automated way to use that button. And, and again, buyers that are restricted from buyer-seller messaging can still use this. So, so that's very helpful. Okay, that makes sense. So how long after a product has been purchased should you actually use this button or send this message out for a review? So the, the button is only, um, you can only click the button or automate it to be sent between four and 30 days after the order is delivered. So that's the window of time um, that you're allowed to send the request. Mm. Um, I always say that when you're deciding when to send a review request, it's really based on an ASIN level because some products somebody purchases and they pick it up as soon as it's dropped on their doorstep, they can touch it, feel it, and they know they love it. Other products they might have to use for a week or if you sell supplements or vitamins, they don't know the first day that they took the vitamin if they love it, right? Or if it works. So you really have to evaluate your products and determine when is the best time to make that ask. You know, does it make sense a couple days after the order was delivered, maybe two weeks after the order was delivered, or maybe three weeks or so? Um, You know, if you're selling a a printer, 
you know, or, or some electronic, they might not get it set up that day. It might take them a few days to get the electronic all set up. And then once they, you know, set up their TV or their printer, you know, and used it a couple times. So, you know, give them a week in that case. So you want to make sure that you're trying to time your review based on the ASIN. Right. So, um, so did you say that it's between four and 30 days? So does that mean that you cannot request for a review using this button after 30 days of delivery? That is correct. Okay. So, so that is the window of time for this, this button. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's important to keep in mind. And then using your tool, is it possible to customize, um, you know, this at an, at an ASIN level the the, like when you want to send it and to automate it, you know, entirely so that, when the product is delivered then the message goes out automatically or how how does the you know what's the workflow like can you walk us through that sure so there's campaign rules that you can set up um based okay. on each asin so you can say you know for for these vitamins and supplements all of these asins i want to send it at 8 a.m you know and i want to send it 10 days after delivery maybe for you know this stuffed animal this teddy bear that i sell i want to send you know at 5 p.m. only on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and um, and I'll send it one, you know, uh, four or five days after delivery. So, so you can you can set that up. Um, you can also say I want to exclude any refunded orders. Um, so, so you can set up campaign rules as you're automating it. Okay, that makes sense. So, um, what are some other tips that you have for sellers to get more reviews on Amazon? So there's, you know, there's a lot of other ways to get reviews. You can um, include product inserts in your uh, product. You could, um, you could utilize influencers, you know, reach out to influencers to, you know, promote your product off Amazon. You can um, use, uh, you know, your, uh, if you have your own website or, you know, social media, you know, platform, you can uh, direct people to your Amazon listing just to drive more orders to your Amazon uh, listing to try to, you know, more orders means more chance for reviews. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to get reviews. Of course, buyer seller messaging is still available as well. Um, we actually have a, a guide, a strategy review guide that gives nine different ways to get product reviews in addition to, you know, the few that I mentioned today. Mm -hmm. So um, it's on our website. If you go to ecomengine.com slash ebooks, then you'll see um, our product review strategy guide. So that's a, that's a great resource to take a look at. Um, and then on our blog, which is ecomengine.com slash blog, we have several recent blog posts about this new request or review button in Seller Central, and then also about the Feedback 5 uh, feature that supports this and automates this. So those are great resources to take a look at um, if you're interested. And, um, and then we also offer a free 15-minute uh, product review consultation with anybody that wants to talk about what they're currently doing, um, what challenges they're having, and if they want some tips for how to get uh, more reviews. So sometimes it's just as simple as reviewing the message that you're sending through buyer-seller messaging, taking a look at the timing, um, you know, just helping people, you know, get started with some of these programs that Amazon offers, like the Early Reviewer or Amazon Vine. So, um, so we have a lot of resources on our site, and you know, feel free to contact me as well. Awesome. So I'll also link to some of these resources, especially the ebook that you mentioned. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, did you have a special offer that you wanted to, um, you know, give to all of the podcast uh, listeners over here today? Sure. So, um, as I mentioned, we'll do free 15 minute, uh, product review consultations. Uh, so you can email me at Colleen, 
C-O-L-L-E-E-N at ecomengine.com. And we can set up a 15 minute uh, consultation. And uh, then we also offer a 30 day trial of feedback five. Okay, awesome. And I'll put all of this in the show notes as well. So it's easy for people to um, remember. Cool. Okay, that was really good, Colleen. Do you have anything else that you want to add or any other comments you want to add before we wrap up over here? I just say stay safe, you know, just do what you can to optimize right now. Think, think long-term, not short-term. There's, you know, it's, um, you know, uncertain times right now. Everybody's kind of living day to day, not knowing what's coming next, but uh, just think long-term what you can do to make your business stronger long-term instead of thinking of the short-term um, if things are tight and tough right now. Think what, what can you do to try and help your business come out of this stronger in the end? So. Absolutely. I think that's just so important. We have to be creative. And as entrepreneurs, I think we have that, you know, built into us. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, Colleen, thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much for sharing all of this great information. And uh, yeah, I hope to maybe meet you at another conference once all of uh, the coronavirus dust settles. <laughs> yes. I'd love to come to Hong Kong or to India or, you know, Singapore. Singapore so. <laughs> awesome. All right, Colleen, you have a good day. Thank you. Take care. Bye everybody. Take care. Bye.